Guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's question comes to us from Eric, who has said to us, and I quote, Hey, you guys should talk about ghosts. All right. That was the that was the descriptor we got for this podcast. It wasn't like a, can you talk about ghosts in movies, or can you talk about ghost experiences, or anything like that. It was just like, y'all talk about ghosts. So, okay. Works for me. Well, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, let's do it. Ghosts. Now, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, because you're the one who keeps the list, but is this not one of our oldest topics in the sense that Eric asked for this quite a while ago, but because we decided to only do things around Halloween, it's just kind of always taken a back burner? Back when I still had the conflict of interest when I worked at iHorror, and we only did horror stuff around October because everybody did, so it was okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we we write down our topics, full yeah. disclosure behind the curtain, we write down our topics, by we I mean I, uh, in a, a book that I specifically have set aside for the podcast, so all of our lists are in there, and rough work, and what you guys send us, all of that's there, and Eric's question about ghosts is the 36th topic we ever had, and that includes what was it, like 20 topics that we just made up for ourselves when nobody was listening yet? Yeah, to get us started. So, so this like, was, well, nobody's listening, we'll make up our own topics and pretend yeah. that people have made them up. Yeah, and then thankfully we've been able to transition away from that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so his was the 16th question we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now, because I left iHorror and I'm doing Zillasuit as a horror branch of the guys from... Mm-hmm. Check it out on Instagram, slash, et cetera, et cetera. Plug, 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 plug. plug. Yeah. Now we don't have to restrict ourselves to doing horror only on October. Right. But we've kind of done it anyway because we're trying to catch up on topics. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about ghosts. Yeah. So go us. Or Woo. ghost us. <laughs> ah. Yeah. If we were in the same place, we'd high five there. Totally. So... I'm just going to ask you this question right out of the gate, Sean. Okay. I did appreciate that awkward pause, though. Right? I was like, where else can we... Nope. That conversation has run its course. Yep. We're done. I know the answer to this because I know your experiences, but for our listeners and for those of you who who do not know you personally, hey, Sean, do you believe in ghosts? It's... It's so hard not to mm-hmm. based on the stuff that I've experienced. Yeah. But at the same time, I acknowledge the scientific side of it where it's just there's nothing conclusively testable. Like there's no way that you can – like all of those paranormal investigator shows are mm-hmm. garbage. Absolutely. They're just – they're super cheap to make and they're wasting your time. Yeah. But – at the same time, there's been things that have happened that ghosts just make sense as the explanation. Right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I am I am with you because it's so intangible and it's so hard to actually, like you said, drum up any scientific evidence to prove or disprove the existence of ghosts. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's like – and not to bring a religious conversation because that's not what we do here, but it's the same right. sort of thing. Like scientists are 100% dead set on the fact that there is no God. And it's like, but they can't actually scientifically prove that because it is something that there is no science for. 
and Ghost is kind of that same idea, just in the sense that it's... And I'm not saying all scientists are like that, but like the general science community, that is, you know, kind of how it goes. It's like it's either religion or science. But with ghosts, it's the same thing. It's like we can't prove or disprove it, but science can't prove it, so we kind of don't believe in them. Yeah, but so we there's accept just some that experiences that you've had that I know that I've had that just kind of go. I can't figure out any other reason why this would happen except ghosts. Well, part of this is that we're both from a theater world. Yes. And the theater world is very super... It's intensely superstitious. Almost to a fault. And there are theater ghosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, there are There are theater in... ghosts in Calgary. There are yeah. theater ghosts all over the world. Like, it's just... it's. And I mean, there's a lot of interesting rationale behind that, but ghosts are drawn to energy, right? That's and the theory, yep. That's the theory. And in theaters, there is both a a man-made energy in the sense that there's like a lot of electricity coming through lights and sound and like just a lot of the things, you know, there's there's thousands upon thousands of watts of energy that come through because of having to, to make the lights work and everything. But there's also an energy of like a human energy. That comes yeah. along with doing shows on stage. And, I mean, that energy is so different can, than any other energy, right? Oh, yeah. It definitely is. And you feel it when you're in the audience, but you feel it even more when you work in theater. Absolutely. Like, yeah. There is, there is no – there's nothing like a theater energy when a show is going well or even when a show is going poorly. Like, you, you feel so different in a theater than you do anywhere else. Yeah. And there's no way to, like, how do you scientifically explain that? <laughs> right? I don't know like, if you can. How do you explain the actor experience on stage? How do you explain how it feels to, to direct a show and mm-hmm. to feel like audiences moving through things? And you can feel emotions kind of crackling around, and it's weird. Yeah. yeah. But it's there. <laughs> well, and that's why I, I've talked to, to actors who, are, who have done a lot of both film and stage work. Yeah. And they've all said, if I could get paid the same to do theater as I get to paid to do film, I would do theater every day of the week. Because yeah, there's no, there's no comparison. There is no comparison because you're getting that instant feedback from the audience. And if you're doing well, then they will love you for it. If you're not doing well, then they will suffer with you. And you're living the story. Yeah. Because like, I've done both. I've done a fair amount of both. And it's sure. just like you, you live – on stage whereas film it's broken apart like maybe i'm doing coverage maybe i'm only doing my lines to the camera to the director it doesn't feel the same it's still enjoyable and yeah you get paid better but yeah they're right yeah as far as i'm concerned yeah and i mean i haven't done a ton of film work everything that i've done kind of in film has been very simple and and there haven't been a lot of lines or anything like that i mean I, i did that the the safety video recently but it was just reading a bunch of lines. I mean, it's yeah, basically like doing li- a solo you, show. Yeah, but um, you didn't live safety. No, exactly. And I didn't do it. And I, it wasn't like I was giving a safety talk to a hundred people. It was just right. me talking to a camera. And even like I've given speeches at weddings and stuff. And even that, there's an energy there that is hard to, I mean, a lot of that is nerves, but that is an energy that is so much different than I get when I've done any film work. Like, Read when I did room. that film yeah. work, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not nervous. I just if – I, if I mess it up, I'll just do it again. Whereas if you mess something up live and everybody's watching, then you have to save it. 
Yep. And that's that's terrifying. So there is that energy that comes along with that. And when you get that all bottled up and, you know, if if it's a show that's been, been really good, like, for example, when I used to work at the Pump House Theater, um, there was a, um, a theater company that came through and they did Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which is kind of a, a cult musical. Yep. And the... Rock musical, basically? Yeah, it's a, it's a rock, a rock musical. Opera? Yeah, yeah. And so they did this show, and they had midnight shows two consecutive Fridays. And that I I was I worked the second Friday, but I went and actually saw the midnight show on the first Friday. And it was there was an energy in that building that I've never experienced in my life, because everybody was just before the show even started, everybody was so excited and so jazzed just to be there that it was just buzzing, and there was a bunch of theater industry people, and so it was just it was a good mood, and the show itself was a. a very well done show and so it was just everything about it was just exciting and everybody wanted to be a part of it yeah and that was an energy that that you can't replicate and i i mean we are getting way off topic here and we will get back in a minute but i understand why why some artists and some musicians need drugs or experiment with drugs is because you get this high from performing in front of an audience that is almost unmatchable. And yeah. I don't know if they're trying to find this high elsewhere because they want something to recreate that or what it is. I'm not advocating the use of drugs, but I can kind of empathize with them, if that trying makes sense. Trying to fill sense. that same hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's like I've, I've performed for, you know, 20 people. I've performed for 200 people and – the feeling is no different when you perform for 20 people. If they're along that for that ride with you, when you come off, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, it definitely is. And so as a result, it is not impossible that if there, if there are such thing as ghosts and if they do – if they are drawn to energy, that would make sense why they would be drawn to theaters is because there's both a physical – like, yes, man-created – electricity energy but there's yep. also a human element of energy there yep yeah i've never had any experiences with theater ghosts i have heard people's stories about ghosts in the theater yeah. um our friend ian used to work at the pump house and i would say because he he started working there before i did i kind of learned from him and he would say good night to the theater every time he left because he was saying goodnight to the theater ghosts. And so I would say good morning when I got in. If I was the first one in, I would say goodnight when I left. Because it just seemed like a respect thing. But he told me stories like there was one day in the big theater. He was painting the floor. And it was okay. just him. And How big is the big theater? For people who have never been to the pump. Pardon me? Oh, yeah. It holds about 250 people. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So Black box, know, not, dark. Yeah, a black box theater. Not enormous, but bigger than the, the theater that holds 60 people. Yeah. So, um, so he was painting, just painting the deck black. It was, you know, we do that every, you know, a couple times a year because the floor would take its toll. It's a roadhouse, so people would be coming and going, and eventually that floor just took a shit kicking. And yeah, so he exactly. was just painting the floor black, and he had his head down. I think he had his headphones on and everything, and he was going along, and this bottle cap just came rolling onto the deck from somewhere, and he looked up, and there was nobody else in the theater. I was just like. That's weird. Uh-huh. Um, so that was the one story that he had. He had heard a story. So um, 
I can't remember. I think there was somebody who was doing, like, they were doing tarot readings in the booth. And I guess the ghost didn't like that. And so things were kind of going wrong with the show. But I guess later that night, the cleaners were in the space. And the cleaners would come at 11.30, 12 o'clock at night. Once all the shows were gone and once the staff had actually left, they would let themselves in, hit the alarm, and, and go about their business. Well, the cleaners were, were going along. And one cleaner heard voices down one of the hallways she went down the to see where the voices were coming from and she didn't see any voices but she saw it was just a cup of water that was steaming right in the middle of the floor oh that's weird right i don't know what the explanation is for that i don't know how you can rationalize that without thinking ghosts i'm sure that um uh, i was gonna say hypocrites but skeptics would find a way to to, to convince you that it wasn't actually a ghost, but in my sure. mind, I can't think of any other way that that would be a thing. So Gnomes. those are the couple, like a couple of the the theater ghost stories that I am familiar with. Now, everybody, like anybody who has been in the industry long enough, has stories of their own or knows people who have told stories. But those are a couple that I figured we'd be able to kind of start off with. But like the, the probably the basis of us being able to talk about ghosts is our old house. Yeah. 100%. Like, the, the house where, like, you only lived in it for f- three months? Four? Uh, yeah, it was the, the one, it was the summer of 2006, so it was about four months. Yeah. Yeah. But I lived there for two years, and we had a house ghost, we figure. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there was just, there were a lot of weird things that happened in that house. Yep. Um, I brace yourselves, listeners who have listened for a long time, but I had a lot of movie posters to decorate. (laughs) I know anybody who's listened to us for a while is very, very surprised about this. Yeah. That's just that blow in their minds that Sean has movie posters, but like I used the like sticky tack, essentially like poster tack. I've tried tape. I tried a whole bunch of different ways. I tried pins mm-hmm. to try and keep an exorcist poster on the wall. The wall was where we stored all of our DVDs because yeah. there was there was it's not like a mantle, but there was like a built in shelf on the wall and it was the perfect width to put DVDs on. So we put all of our DVDs there because it was essentially it was our den, like our D, our uh, our TV room. The bar was down there. Yeah, that sort of like stuff. there was a living room upstairs, but there—I can't even remember. I don't think there was a TV upstairs. I think it was like there your was, computer it was, was the up computer. there, but your yeah. the TV was there was only one TV and it was downstairs. Yes. Yeah. So that whole back wall—it was wood paneled. It was lined with movie posters, mm-hmm. and it was a whole bunch of different stuff like pool hall junkies, uh, yeah. The Exorcist. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that were up there. Just it was a bunch of random. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been fun movies. Eleven years since I lived in that house, so it's yeah. I can't it's, remember all the posters. And I would put up the Exorcist poster, and within twenty four hours, it would be down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe the sticky tack's not taking very well. So then I put tape up, and then it came down. And I just want to point out at this point that this was before I moved in there because you guys had lived yeah. in that place for a while. Yeah. Um, so this is just kind of as you guys moved in, but I remember you guys telling me all the stories about this. So this is why yeah. I'm agreeing, even though I didn't live there at the time. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. You can corroborate the fact that 
if I made it up at the time, I'm getting my details the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, whatever. So I tried tape, and within 24 hours, down. So then I put, I was like, okay, maybe it's something with this panel. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it, this panel shifts or something like that. So I'll move the Exorcist to a different place, and I'll put, for I, for the sake of argument, because I can't remember which poster it was, because it's not as important to the story, I'll, yeah. I'll put the Pool Hall Junkies poster here. Fine. So then Pool Hall Junkies poster was there, and then I put the Exorcist poster up with tape again. Pool Hall Junkies poster, fine. Exorcist, down. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. I don't know what this is. <laughs> fine. So then I use push pins and I put the yeah. two corn like the two top corners I to put push pins in. I'm like I don't want to put a bunch of pins in the wall cuz we're renting the place. Sure. So just just these two and I'll tape the bottom. That should be fine. Then I went to the university, did classes and stuff. I came home and the parts of the poster that were pinned in were still on the wall, but it was torn down. And I was the first one home. <laughs> That was the last time I tried to put my Exorcist poster up. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, that was kind of you guys, that was when you guys first realized that you guys had a presence, right? Yep. Was yeah. kind of with all that when you kind of went, oh, damn, maybe there's something more to this. Like, unless it was, unless our friend Mark was just hated that poster. And it was the, yeah. it's the classic Exorcist poster. It didn't have Reagan on it or anything like that. So it wasn't like it was gross or something. And he just didn't have the, the balls to talk to me and be like, could you not put that in our main room? It was, it was just, it was the priest lit by the light coming out of the window in that beautiful greenish beam. Like yeah. it's, it's the iconic shot that everyone knows of the Exorcist. I can't, I can't picture it immediately, but as like, I, I have a vague idea of what it looks like. But not like I couldn't draw it from memory. But as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's exactly the one that you were talking about because it's yeah. the one that everybody associates with the Exorcist. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. it's not like it was like a disgusting, weird like Reagan vomiting or like her with the cross or something like that. Where I could I could assume maybe someone was really upset and just right. didn't want to tell me about it. So they were like, well, that poster won't stay up. No, mm-hmm. it it it. I don't know. That was. <laughs> But, like, now, I don't remember what you experienced with... We we named the ghost Celeste, because yeah. it seemed like whenever we, we called her Celeste, she seemed fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of Anna's, who had lived on that street forever, talked about the house, and it was a murder house before it was bought oh. by the renters. Really? So it's not completely crazy. Like, this mm-hmm. was a house where there was a murder at some point. Yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that there would be a ghost. That's that tends to be when they, you know, appear. So I don't. I only had one experience with with her. Um, okay, and that was before I lived there. It was when when you and so the reason I lived there. Mark didn't leave. Our friend Mark didn't move out, but he was he had gone back to Vancouver for the summer. Is that correct? Yeah, he went back to work. Yeah, and so I needed a place to stay for that for that summer, and um, and you guys needed somebody to help pay the rent, so that way Mark didn't have to pay the rent. So basically, I was subletting Mark's room. Yep. Um. So anyway, but before I moved in for that for that summer, 
I was coming over. Derek and I were going somewhere, and I don't. It doesn't matter where we were going, but I had I had Movie, come over to his come, show, to your guys's place. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, and so you guys, for anybody who who doesn't know that house, which is literally everybody who's listening, um, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You guys, that place in Breezebois, it was a split level. So you yeah. came in and you could go upstairs or downstairs from the, the front landing. Yeah. Um, Two bedrooms so, downstairs. Yours was next to mine downstairs because that's yeah, where Mark and then was. Anna and then and Anna Derek and Derek were upstairs. were upstairs. Yeah. So um, Derek Kitchen was – up, living room up, den yeah. and bar down. Yeah. Yeah. Bathrooms Just to give on a, both like a base. Yeah. Just yeah. to give a baseline what's up. And the laundry was right under the stairs, right? Uh, yes. And that is kind of important for my story, but doesn't really, because I still am convinced it's a ghost. Anyway, so I come over to, to pick up Derek, and he was in his room getting ready, like, doing his hair or whatever it was that he was doing. And sure. So you were on the computer, kind of in the far corner of your living room, and yep. I was just standing on the stairs, because I, I still had my, my shoes on, so I was just like, well, I'll stand on the stairs, just because that way I don't have to, to take them off. Um, and so I was on about the, the third or fourth stair up, so that way I could lean up against the, the handrail and talk to you, yeah. and just wait for Derek. And so I'm standing there, and as I'm standing, I literally felt somebody run past me on the stairs. And it wasn't like they ran through me, but I could feel on the stairs. Yep. And I looked at you and I said, hey, is, is Anna home? And you said, no. And I said, what about Mark? And you said, no. And I was like, is anybody doing laundry? And you're like, no. Huh. I think I just met Celeste. Like, she literally just ran past me and it wasn't like I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel haunted or anything like that. She just ran past me on the stairs. She just kind of let, let me know that she was there and just kind of say hi. I was like, whoa. And it was like... I'm sure, again, skeptics would refute my story and tell me why it's BS, but I literally felt, I mean, anybody has stood on wooden stairs and has felt somebody walk past them, and you know what that feels like when somebody walks past you, you know the sound, you know the feeling, that is what happened, and I was just like, that is the only explanation I could come up with, was that it was Celeste. Yeah, that, and that, you were not the only person that happened to. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally it would get weirdly cold on the stairs. Like, it would be the middle of summer, and it would be super cold on the stairs. It's like, all right. Yeah. Fine. Uh, what else happened in that place? I was asleep once, and Mm -hmm. the... I always tuck my beds against the wall, so that way I've got a wall on one side. Yeah. And, um... On the corner of the bed in my room, which was locked, and I'm by myself, the bottom corner of the bed that was easiest to get to depressed Mm -hmm. like someone was sitting on it for about 15 minutes, and then vanished, like went back to normal. Weird. I was working on the computer once, and Derek was sitting at the dining room table because we had like a kind of a dining room it was a big open kind of concept mm-hmm. living room dining room hardwood that sort of thing I was typing on the computer Derek was working at the table and Derek had bought a one of those little plastic containers of uh, yogurt covered raisins yeah as I was typing and Derek was like I could hear you typing the container of yogurt covered raisins flew over my shoulder and then scattered across the floor and I like I was 
there's like, I, you were typing. You didn't throw that at me. I'm like, no, you could hear that. I was typing. <laughs> hmm. And those are the things. And like, so at that point, it almost seemed like she was being a little bit more malicious. But there was other times where she just kind of wanted to let people know that, that she was there. Yep. And so I don't know what the the difference was, like what you were typing or maybe she, maybe you were just typing too loud, Sean. It was right before Derek left and it was right before we had already acknowledged we were leaving. Oh. Like it, it, we had essentially decided to leave the house because the landlord was awful. Yeah, uh, that landlord was a dick. Yeah, he was terrible. And like Derek had to have his surgery on his knee, so he was going right. to be living at home for yeah. a whole bunch of time. And so like we had come to the house decision that we were leaving. And then a few days later, and it was before Derek left, it was... So I, maybe she was upset we were leaving because we were nice to her. I said goodnight every night. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Ian to the theater. I said yeah. goodnight or I said good morning. Just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it meant nothing, but at the same time, doesn't hurt. And it was... There was so many weird things that happened in that house that... Like, I'm fairly scientifically minded... Mm-hmm. As any longtime listener would probably be able to judge. So it's hard to it's hard for me to come up with reasons for all of these things. Yeah. And like unless some sort of micro earthquake caused wind that knocked those yogurt covered raisins, but I didn't feel it. Like that's that's the one that weirds me out the most because yeah. it's just like, how do you how does that happen? If I'm literally typing and they're sitting where I can see them. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is there's just there are too many stories that come from that house between you and Derek and me and everybody else who we haven't talked about, like Anna and Mark, I'm sure had experiences and anybody yep. else who who came to visit or what have you. Between all of us, there are just too many things that collectively can't be coincidental. Well, it would be a one hell of a Rube Goldberg of coincidences it's for true. all of this yeah. thing. Like, if there were, unless there was some sort of invisible hobo, like a hobo invented cloaking technology and lived in our crawl space, <laughs> which would be amazing and a whole different story. But I mean, uh, I'm totally willing to podcast about that. Yeah. If somebody asks us just to invent an hour-long story about an, an invisible hobo who lived in our house, I will totally do it. <laughs> so it's literally, we're going to spend a couple of weeks writing this story, and then we're just going to tr- go back and forth reading the story. Is that basically the idea? Or we improvise it, because we could oh. totally do that. There is that. Um, I, I, I feel like that's an inevitability now. Because <laughs> I said it, it might happen. We put things in our readers' heads and they go, or in our listeners' heads, and they go, yeah, do that. <laughs> Tell us a story about the invisible hobo that lived in your crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Jeebus. Uh, that's awesome. The invisible hobo. <laughs> it has to be a hobo, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's a hobo... Essentially, who? Nope, nope. I'm not going to start telling the story, Dave, because then no. it will ruin it. If we exactly. start telling it now, that will be the rest of this podcast. <laughs> and Kyle or Eric wants us to talk about ghosts. Yeah, and we have a lot more to talk about. But maybe after a break. Oh yeah, did it, like unless you've got another personal story you want to kick in here, because that's basically what it like. Is your cabin haunted? No. 
No elk ghosts? I don't ghosts? think so. I've What's that? No elk ghosts? No elk ghosts, no. I don't think it is. I've never felt an eerie presence there. I've spent a lot of my life there. There's been the odd time where I've been a little scared, but that's when I've been like there by myself, and it's just, you know, you start getting in your own head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> so... This this is not an actual ghost, but since we're talking Fine. about the cabin and personal stories, um, so our cabin is on it's a, it's on a quarter section of land in in northwest of of Calgary, and um, it's uh, it's on the north end of our property. And then when my grandma got older, she ended up building her, the house in which she lived till her her last years is on the south end of that property. So it's about a, a quarter mile from one from one building to the other. And okay. um, when I was younger, we would go and visit my grandma all the time. Like my, my oldest cousin, Sean, uh, my sister, my cousin, Ben, and I, the four of us would go up and we'd just spend two or three hours visiting with grandma. And she'd tell us stories and we'd just learn all kinds of things. And so we'd walk back and and uh, often we would, you know, we'd just bring a flashlight or something to, to kind of keep us going. And... Um, there's one time we were walking back and, and my cousin Danny was with us. And so there was the five of us walking back. And so Sean, threw, as we're walking through the trees, Sean goes, have you guys ever heard about the cabin goblin? Just to try and scare the shit out of my cousin Danny, right? Uh-huh. And so he's telling the story about this cabin goblin and how it would come and prey on little kids and everything like that. And Danny's getting a little scared. And, and so as we walk, Sean kind of leans over and goes, hey, Dave, um... I want you to, to, to hang back and wait a couple minutes. And then when I say, hey, where's Dave? I want you to start running through the trees as though you're the goblin. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And so we start uh, walking. No one I just can kinda... see this, but I am slowly shaking my head with a large <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> and so I slowly start, like, I just distance myself a little bit from the group. And so we're walking along and, and Sean goes, you know, again, he goes, Hey guys, where's Dave? I think I think the goblin got him. And Danny's going, "No, he no, that's not fu- that's not funny. No, he there's no goblin." And so I wait a couple seconds longer so, to to really get Sean to to push this this story. And finally I come through the crashing through the trees like right whatever noise I was making. I I think it scared Danny a little bit, but Sean goes, "Man, even I got scared. Like, he talked himself into the cabin goblin so much that it scared himself. <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah, there's not actually a cabin go- a goblin or any ghost out there, but you just kind of get in your own head and you just kind of convince yourself that something's going to happen, right? And, I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's it's When it's black out there, it is black out there. There's yep. no light pollution. Our nearest neighbors are a quarter mile away, so if something happened, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to hear it. And there's gunfire that happens. You know, people are do their target practicing or just skeet shooting or whatever. So if you hear a gunshot, people just equate it with, well, it's just lifestyle out here, right? So like, there's it could be kind of terrifying if you really talk yourself into how scary it could be. But there's no huh. ghost. It's just you. a person kind of affects their own psyche. Sure. So, but yeah, no, no ghosts out there. Um, I can't think of any other places where I've actually, where I know of ghosts. I know the, the old technical director or the, the technical director at, at Lunchbox 
when I was working there, he was convinced that there was a ghost in the in the in lunchbox space. But it's too nice a space. It's too new, and I have no reason to believe that there's a ghost. But he is convinced that there's a ghost, which well, is just I, kind of ridiculous. But and I think part of it is the problem that we have being new world, right? Like yeah. we don't have the history. We don't have no. the we don't have the castles. We don't have the like this this well has been here since 700 AD. Yeah. Like we don't we don't have the same sort of European ghost style culture. Mhm. So, but yeah, like there are there are our stories. Yeah. That's what we've got. Yeah, exactly. However, after the break, we're going to talk about movie ghosts because it would not be the guys from podcast if we did not tie it into media somehow. Exactly. Especially now. When we're all pop culture and not just talking about puppets. <laughs> Although that was pretty sweet. That was a pretty fun podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so our second half is going to be brought to you by Dash Jones's Bone Polish. Now, Dave, you mm-hmm. like having bones, right? I love having bones. Now, when was the last time you really took care to clean your bones? Man, I, I don't know... So if I don't know, it's probably been too long. It has been too long. And you know what can help with that, Dave? What's that? Dash Jones's Bone Polish. Four out of five anthropologists agree that people who start using Dash Jones's Bone Polish today maintain 75% brighter, smoother, and sparkling bones. And it's just so easy to use. Just put on the protective apron, goggles, and gloves, and then generously snort as much as you physically can for 15 minutes every day. You have 15 minutes, right, Dave? I do for my bones. Exactly. They're your bones. That's Dash Jones's Bone Polish. We're number B-O-N. Uh, B1. Uh, B1. We're number B1. Right. It's like the O'Neaters. And we're back. And as Sean alluded to, we're going to just spend this half talking about movies and ghosts in movies. So I feel like because I wore this shirt and it wasn't because I knew that we were doing this. It was just kind of a a random thing. But I'm wearing my King of the Hill Ghostbusters mashup t-shirt. I feel like it's Uh only fitting that we start talking about Ghostbusters. That's fair. Partially because, I mean... You and I both love that movie, and because we've talked about this movie so often, it's one that we can talk about and then get on to movies that maybe we haven't talked about in as much detail. True. Yeah. And you haven't seen the new one? Not yet, no. Okay. Not for... <laughs> if a year ago when we were talking about the the movies that we're ta- we were excited to see and we did the trailer react and everything... The way I talked about it then, I was less excited to see it than I am now because I've heard good things from people whose opinions I respect. Yeah. But I just, I it's haven't not, seen it yet. Like, it's not, it's not the first one. And that was always going to be its problem. Mm-hmm. Especially because it was kind of just brushing aside the first one. Right, yeah. In a way, like playing homage, but not because mm-hmm. it's not the same universe. I don't know. There was just there were different ways to do it. Sure. But it's a good time. Yeah. And as long as you like Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, 
because if the, like if they as actresses rub you the wrong way yeah you're going to be irritated well and that's but my concern if you enjoy them yeah and that's my concern with that movie is i love Kristen wig i think the luster for me the luster is worn off on melissa mccarthy Oh, okay. Now, that said, like, I thought her as Sean Spicer was pretty great, and it's not that I, I don't value her as an actress, and, like, I think she is done... She has done... She and Kristen Wiig have done amazing things for women in comedy, but I just... I, I'm growing weary of Melissa McCarthy, and so I'm... But is it that you're growing weary of those weird movies where... They, like her star vehicle movies where it seemed like she was just playing a weird abrasive character yeah. in a strange situation every time yeah whereas this is Ghostbusters where she's like she's essentially the uh the stance she's basically Ray she's the Dan Aykroyd of, okay okay yeah so that like that's the role she plays okay and and that's that's why I, I hadn't just completely shut myself off to the idea that I wouldn't see it is because it's Ghostbusters and because you know I, I'd give it a shot and I'm not gonna just poo-poo it just because of that. Like, I will still find a time when it's on TV or something. I will still watch it just to yeah. to at least form my own opinion. I will say I appreciate what it's done to make like and Wonder Woman. I think is the same way. It's given girls role models of women who can be badass and ass kickers, right? Big tent pole. Yeah, movies that are driven by women. Exactly, yep. and so I appreciate what it's done and. I also appreciate that it wasn't filmed for us because we have our Ghostbusters. This is filmed for yeah. people who are 30 years our junior who are now going, now it's their turn to have a movie that impacts them that much. And that's that's why I love Ghostbusters as much as I do is because I saw it when I was about three years old and loved it and have loved it ever since. That's fair. And I want to say about three because I remember, so the, the sequel came out in 89? I think, 88 or 89, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. And I remember seeing that sequel in a movie theater in Sandpoint, Idaho. And I had definitely seen the original before we went and saw the sequel. So, and I was born in 83. So if it was, if the the sequel came out, I'm just going to do that real quick math here. I want to say it was 89, yeah. So on IMDb it says 89. So I would have been six when that movie came out and I definitely okay. seen Ghostbusters a bunch of times before that movie came out so I, and I was born in 83 so I would have like I, I saw it a bunch of times between I don't know when I was 4 and 5 years old now looking back at that movie going how did the grey lady not scare the shit out of me as a kid <laughs> right the librarian's freaky she is so freaky I don't remember that. Maybe I, I blocked that scene out or maybe my parents didn't have that part on tape or they'd fast forward it every time. And I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the what the reasoning behind that is and how that didn't affect me more. But I think at, this, this might be one of those situations where like at the time you didn't realize there was a scene before Nemo goes to school. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I figured we needed a Simpsons reference. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> a good one yeah exactly like maybe i didn't realize that there was that beginning and maybe i just kind of came in because i remember uh vankman doing the the lab experiments on the like the girl and the guy with the electroshock therapy i remember that Um, right like there's a bunch of other parts that i remember that happened right at the beginning i just i don't remember the gray lady so 
regardless. Which one has the ghost blowjob in it? Uh, that's the first one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming they may have... Although it's just Dan Aykroyd making a funny face, you might not make the connection when you're three. Yeah, when I'm three or four years old, I definitely do not understand what a blowjob is, so... Yeah, and it's not very... Like, it's not graphic by any means, but, like, no. when you watch it, you know exactly what's happening. Yeah, but I think there's... I think in that sense, there's... Innocence is kind of on your side because your parents aren't... They're not going to be horrified by that. It's just like, he has no idea what's happening there. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. at the beginning of the, the movie... Great lady. When, when they're down in the library basement... And they see that that specter, and she's hovering. And they, you know, Venkman talks to her and says, "Where are you from originally?" And she shushes him, and <laughs> and then it just gets me every time. And Ray says, "Okay, I've got an idea." And they sneak up, and he yells, "Get her!" And they start running after her, and then she turns into this freaky thing. Yeah, from the perspective of a five-year-old, that could be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, when I saw it, mm-hmm. I was four-ish, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the gray lady freaking me out. Okay. But I was totally freaked out by that chair when when Dana's sitting in the chair, and oh, all yeah. of a sudden the like the arms come out and yeah. drag her into the the kit. That that scared the hell out of me when I was younger. That's fair. Uh, but I also watched tons of the real Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. Which made me a way bigger fan of Slimer when I was young. Sure. Because he doesn't do, like, Spud doesn't do a whole lot in Ghostbusters the movie. He's just, like, he's he just slimes Bankman. Yeah, he's the he's the first ghost they catch as actual Ghostbusters. Right, and then, like, when, when the... Uh, What's the guy's... Louis Tully. Rick Moranis. Are you talking about Rick Moranis' character? No, I'm oh. not. I'm talking about the guy that shuts down the grid. Oh, Walter Peck. Thank you. Peck. Yeah. yeah. Pecker. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> there's a joke there and I yeah. can't... Why is it... Yeah. But like, after he shuts the grid down, then Slimer comes out of that hot dog cart. And yeah. he's just like destroying the, the New York hot dog cart. Yeah. So he's not really in it a lot, but he is in so much of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Because he's like their weird mascot, fun, like friendly ghost that gives them weird slime kisses all the time. Yeah, and even in the second one, because he's he has a, a brief role in the second one when, and that's why I thought maybe you were talking about Lewis, is because oh, when they're fro- when they're inside the museum and it's all encased in that weird slime or like in the weird bad mojo, um, right. Lewis gets all decked up in his Ghostbusters outfit in the, the the spare and he goes and zaps it from the outside so he takes the bus there and when he gets on the bus Slimer is driving and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah Lewis yeah. goes okay I'll get on but I didn't know you had your license and that's kind of the that's kind of it like he's in it but not enough but I do remember Slimer was in the in the, the TV show a ton and he was just kind of their friend because he wasn't malicious he was just kind of there yeah he was a nice ghost. Yeah. He just, they just needed to feed him. Exactly. And then he would hang out and slime Peter. Yeah. Yeah. So Voiced by Garfield, which was so weird to me. when I, Even when I was young, I'm like, that's the same voice as Garfield's voice, <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Wait, so the guy, like, the guy who played Garfield in the cartoons played yeah. Peter Venkman in the, in the, in the cartoon. Ghostbusters? 
Yeah, yeah, it's the same voice actor. Practically the same voice. Weird. And But that wasn't Bill Murray, who played him in the real Ghostbusters? No. Because Bill Murray... No, 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 they... They could not afford Bill Murray no, for I didn't like think a so, cheap but Bill Murray card. played Garfield in the Garfield in like in the in the the movies. Yeah, I'm talking about Garfield and Friends. I know, no, no, I understand, but it's just it's yeah. weird how the guy who voiced Vankman was also the guy who voiced Garfield in the the TV show, and then the guy who played Vankman in the movie played Garfield in the in the movies. Well, just... yeah, Bill. This this guy is TV cartoon Bill Murray. Fantastic. Well, there you go. So if there, if anyone ever makes a Moonrise Kingdom cartoon <laughs> for children, this guy will do Bill Murray's character's voice. Terrific. Um, yeah, and <laughs> as a result of, of the Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters, but also just because Slimer, like, he was never malicious. He slimed Peter at the beginning, like when, they, when he first sees him, but that's, like he doesn't, like it's just because he... You know he he's got to really more than anything, but I it's I was never does. afraid of Slimer. No, he was so innocent just... compared to yeah, like the chair and I mean even you said he we talked about this before. Uh, Stay puffed is the traveler, so he's not technically a yeah. ghost, but he didn't scare me either. He uh, like I didn't realize just how damaging he was to me. He was just a gigantic marshmallow. Well, yeah. Well, and he's he's just a sailor loose in New York. Exactly. Yeah. We'll get him laid. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was Ghostbusters was definitely my introduction to ghosts, and some were scary and some were not. Like, I'm not scared of the Gray Lady anymore because I know it's Ghostbusters. But right for somebody who's seeing it for the first time, my God, that would that especially back then when you know, and it's not horrible CG to be honest. Like as far as some of the other CG in that movie goes. <laughs> The only well, it's not CG, really. I suppose. Uh, but uh, the only thing that really doesn't hold up in the first Ghostbusters is the dog mm-hmm. when it's chasing Lewis. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's the only thing that I was thinking. Everything else works pretty well. It's the dog. It's particularly when Lewis runs across the street into Central Park and the dog follows yeah. him and like runs across. That's the only thing that doesn't, doesn't really still hold look up. good. Yeah. Because everything else was very, animatronics and puppets. Yeah. Yeah. A very good... And I know you haven't seen Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. But if you dig The Grey Lady, it's a very, very similar FX style. Okay. That they made all of the ghosts in Poltergeist with. And Poltergeist is... Yeah, it definitely probably a top three ghost movie for me. Is that I right, love Poltergeist. Hey? Yeah, I love Poltergeist. It's funnier than you're expecting. Craig T. Nelson's in it. I I think I've seen the end of Poltergeist, because I remember Craig T. Nelson in a movie. Is that the one... I know they've spoofed Poltergeist. In, is that the one where the, the house implodes on itself? Is that Poltergeist? Yeah. Okay. So I think I've seen the end of it. Is it? Does it have something to do with, like, they... they Built on an Indian graveyard. Okay, yeah. So I figured yeah. it was, And do they, like, take something, like, a skull out of the grave or something? Uh, that's the Family Guy version of it. Okay, that's... Yeah, and that... <laughs> that's kind of what I figured, I, but, like, the, all those pop culture references have to stem from somewhere. And I figured it was... I thought that was Poltergeist. Yeah. So... here, the the communicating through the static on tv yeah which as you you can now see how i am using poltergeist to transition to the next one i know you've seen yeah 
because they communicate through their television, kind of. Okay. Uh, Zella, oh, what's her name? Zelda Rubenstein, I think. As the medium, she is amazing. Really? She's so good. Cool. So good. So, in the Treehouse of Horror, where it, a bad dream house. So I know because that that's when the house implodes on itself, and they say you know it would rather destroy itself than live with us. Um, right. That's Poltergeist, right? That 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 <sighs> part of that, but the rest of that is Amityville. Is that correct? It's a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Like it it kind of mashes in Amityville. It kind of mashes in like a weird haunting. Okay. Like the haunting of Hill House, it puts some of that in there. Right. Uh, there's even shining elements to that. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So it's so, just kind of a an, an all encompassing ghost story done by The Simpsons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the more what you're saying is the more horror movies I see, the more I will learn how many are in involved in that show in that. that oh. Set. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. more movies, as if you haven't learned that from every other time we've talked about anything. Right. Exactly. The listeners are just like, Dave, just just watch stuff. <laughs> just watch things and you'll understand the references. You guys, I am watching things. I'm trying to watch all the things. It's just I have so many things that I have to watch. <laughs> I'm getting better. I am I am picking up some slack, but there's a lot of slack to pick up. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like even today, when we were going through the list of we we did a little bit of research, I know. Yeah. I know. But we did a bit of research just to make sure that we weren't going to miss anything major or mm-hmm. at least have the ability to talk about a bunch of stuff. So yeah. we just wrote down a bunch of different ghosts. Yeah. And we were going through it and Dave's like, yeah, I haven't seen Poltergeist. And that blows my mind. I know. Because that's like a seminal 80s horror I movie. Know. I know. That's – so the rest of the list of movies that I'm really guilty or really ashamed of not having seen where I told them to Sean and Sean's like, what, Dave? What, Dave? God damn it. Uh-huh. Poltergeist, Crimson Peak, Mama, The Grudge, Woman in Black, and the others. Those are the six that I felt real shame about. Um, and like of those ones... A few of those are new, right? Like yeah. a few of those are, are super new. Like yeah. Woman in Black was a weird January horror release. So unless you were really thinking about watching it, you probably yeah. wouldn't. Crimson Peak, you and I talked about this before we started recording. I said, I remember seeing previews for it and getting really excited about it. But then... The name is just so ambiguous that it never really resonated with me. I'm sure I've seen it on the movie network or something and just gone, I don't know what that is. So I just don't pay attention to it. So And you're like a bigger Guillermo del Toro fan than I am. Yeah. So and because so. it was Guillermo, and I'm sure at some point I, I wrote it down as like, I have to see this. Because now the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I do remember this movie. I just don't remember getting a chance to see it. And now the title yeah. has kind of surpassed me, but... Those ones are, are, I'm kind of ashamed, but Poltergeist, like, it's one that I know I have to see, I know I should see it, and I just haven't yet. Yeah. So, I will get there. Yeah. I'm hoping, because Sean figures it might be on demand. So, if it is, then I will try yeah. to track it down in the next couple days. Maybe when I get home from the weird play I have to go see tonight. Ooh, yeah. is it about ghosts? No. <laughs> Could it be about ghosts? Uh, it's Alfred Jarry's Ubu, so... Oh, that's so not about ghosts. It's so not about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
a joke that practically none of the people listening are going to get. So we're going to move on to a a movie that I know Dave has seen and the movie that I was linking towards because I used the TV as the way that they were talking about it. And we're going to talk about Pulse slash Cairo. Cairo's the good Korean version. But there was a remake, a U.S. remake, (laughs) that we totally watched together. Yeah. Basically, ghosts... Ghosts can fax. (laughs) Ghosts can fax. That was like a a seven minute scene where they kept getting different things on the fax machine. Which, hey, fax machine, sweet. (laughs) And it, like, it was literally a ghost faxing, like, a a 12 sheet version of their own face (laughs) to try and. Like, infect them with sadness. <laughs> so, I, I just went to IMDb to, to talk about this, to, just so I could reference it. Um, okay, yeah. Just, the, the plot line for Pulse, written by Anonymous, is, When their computer hacker friend accidentally channels a mysterious wireless signal, a group of co-eds rally to stop a terrifying evil from taking over the world. Yeah. Kristen Bell is in it, you guys. Yeah, she sure was. Ian Summerhall, they're like, it's... There's a few decent names in this movie, but it's just so not good. It's, I mean, it's it's not good, but it's great, if that makes, like, any It's sense. a fun, bad movie. The American version is yeah. a fun, bad movie, as long as you're okay with the idea that the mysterious wireless signal is ghosts, <laughs> and they're trying to convince people who still have life that they should not have life anymore. Yeah. And that will give them some more of their own life. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to just spoil the ending here. So turn it off for 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the ending for Pulse. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember the fact that the solution was all of humanity moved to a place where there were no electronics and everything's fine, but we still fly helicopters? <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, we don't get any remote. We don't get any cell phone signal here. And like, it's just, it's dead here. So uh, yeah, we're good. We Yeah. We're saved. Hooray. Credits. Ghosts. <laughs> it literally was. It's just like, that. Yeah. Wh- why? That doesn't make any sense. Um, <sighs> Sean, it occurs to me looking at this list and talking about this movie that we're talking about now that there's one movie that we did, in fact, forget that I'm going to bring up right now so we don't forget to talk about it. Is it? Uh, okay, go ahead. What did you think it was going to be? My first hope was Death Tunnel. No, no. Death Tunnel was okay. But can we talk about Ghost Sharks? Oh my god, Ghost Shark. (gasps) And Ghost Game. Right? We forgot Ghost Game. (laughs) Two of our favorite all-time bad movies. We talked about Paul's. We're like, oh, we'll get that in there. But we we forgot to talk about Ghost Game and Ghost Shark? Come on! Well, we haven't forgotten, because thanks to you, yeah. we're going to do it right now. Yeah, but we almost did, and that would have been... I feel like loyal listeners would have been like, you idiots. Yeah, they would have been so stressed. They're like, yeah. why did you talk about Field of Dreams and not Ghost Shark? <laughs> we'll get to Field of Dreams in a minute, but let's talk about Ghost Shark. So, because I thought about <laughs> oh it as, as, you, as you were talking about a ghost faxing itself, and like... It's like, oh, that's such an absurd concept. Almost as absurd as literally a ghost shark being able to attack people as long as there was any amount of a body of water that they could that it can materialize in. Do you remember we had to 
thankfully we had instituted a rule where we gave a bad movie 15 minutes. Yeah. Because that opening section of the horrible stereotypical hillbillies yeah. just murdering a shark because fun yeah. was it, so weird. But, it was so weird. But, and I mean, I understand why they had to show the scene because it was this shark needed to get revenge for these hillbillies murdering it. But yeah. But it lasted too long, and it was just like, oh, no, this 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 premise was so interesting. Yeah. What did they do? But thankfully, the corpse of that shark washed into the, the, into the magic cave, <laughs> or whatever, and sure. then could, like Dave said, materialize in any amount of water, which meant that no one was ever safe whenever there was water around, yeah. which made so many fun moments happen. Oh my god. And like, I think it was people within a certain vicinity of this magic cave. Like, if I was drinking oh, yeah. a glass of water in Lethbridge, the ghost shark couldn't get me, because, you no. know, it's not near the ocean. But, like, literally, and I say drinking a glass of water because there was, wasn't there somebody who was drinking a glass of water and it killed them? Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't even a glass of water. It was a water cooler. He went right. to the water cooler and got one of those little plastic cups, drank <laughs> it, and then the shark burst out of him having been in the water in that cup. Oh my god. That's how it went. There's so yeah. many, because there's like, there's the car wash death scene, which was amazing. That one's spectacular. The The water cooler one's amazing. But, but I think our favorite, oh, if I can yeah. speak for you, Dave, I think our favorite is the slip and slide without question it's because oh my god this you guys the slip and slide. i will put that gif up it was on the I horror put, one but yeah put it up on yeah on, i will put it on zilla suit yeah i will i am going to put that on zilla suit when this comes out yeah i will put a reminder in my phone because it is uh, the oh, best deaths possibly in movie history because it's that, so absurd. that is one of my favorites yep and uh, like we all saw it coming because is, isn't the slip and slide, isn't it the mouth of a shark that they're sliding into? It is. Yeah. And, and it, the kid it just slip like, and slides and just gets chomped by this ghost shark. And it's amazing. And we all saw it and, coming and we loved it. Oh, man. That movie. And that was also one of the movies where I think I tweeted about it. And one of the actors was like, hey, I'm glad you really enjoyed it. Thanks for checking out Ghost Shark. I like, think you're right. I high, think I like an internet that. high five. I'm like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> uh, you yeah. also just mentioned our favorite death scenes. I can now assure you that's going to happen. Oh, man. That would yeah. be a fun one. Uh, so we will definitely do that if somebody wants it. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, man. Ghost Shark. Yeah, I just I felt like we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't talk about Ghost Shark because it's it might be the best ghost ever. Like I love Slimer and I love the Grey Lady and I mean you kind of tipped your hat to it a little bit so we can talk briefly about Field of Dreams because technically Sheila's Joe Jackson is a ghost. As well, you gotta let me the... talk about Ghost Game first. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Because because Dave Ghost Game. Because it's Ghost Game. I just know we've spent a lot of time... Well, I mean, we've also spent a lot of time talking about Ghost Shark. And if this is somebody's first time listening, then they'll want to know what... Hey, Sean, what's Ghost Game? It is... Oh, man. If we were to ever do our top ten bad horror movies... God damn it. Well, here that comes, too. Didn't we do a top ten bad movie night movie? No, we talked about all of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, Damn. anyway, may- maybe not. Uh, but I-, I feel like you've just alluded to it, so maybe it might happen. But yes, if we were to do a top ten bad movie night or bad horror movie list, this this definitely my top three. I'd have to actually think about it because like Ghost Sharks making some waves, mm-hmm. eh? Yeah. Eh? Nice. Very well eh. done. Uh, but Ghost Game is about a group of college students and one of their cousins. Uh, uh, <laughs> much love for Cousin Ted. Cause, uh, cousin Ted. Rent a cabin on an island, so they have to canoe to it. Mm-hmm. And the island slash cabin has a game in it, which, when you open the box, says, don't play this game. So we usually just call it the don't play this game game. <laughs> and the game is haunted by the ghosts of witches. Yep. And the only way you have to finish this weird cursed game to stop them, kind of. Yeah, it- like, think about how you had to finish Jumanji in order for all the weird shit in Jumanji to stop. It's kind yeah. of like that concept, except B-movie, and it's haunted by witches, and it's ridiculous. And it's so ridiculous. And Cousin Ted is an amazing character. And the it's so full of weird one-liners and yeah. strange deaths. And it's another example, like Ghost Shark, where if we had stopped during that, like, witch ritual... Mm-hmm. We would have missed out on something fantastic, but the first like ten minutes or so, oh yeah, like that that awful that maniacs movie that ninety nine or thousand maniacs thousand and one maniacs thousand and one maniacs that one we kind of fast forwarded to see if it got any better and it didn't. Yeah. Whereas no, Ghost Game not. and and Ghost Shark, we kind of went well, let's get past this first scene and then and then kind of see and then because we even tried like with ten thousand. Uh, 10,000 Maniacs, yeah. <laughs> uh, 1,001 Maniacs. We tried. Like, we, we watched the first scene. We're like, well, this doesn't... This isn't great. And then we tried watching a little bit longer. And we're still like, no, this isn't great. This We're not we're not going to waste our time. Whereas Ghost Game, my God. It was not a waste of our time. No. No, Ghost Game is spectacular. Yeah. It is not easy to find. Maybe it's on YouTube now, but I don't even know about that. I'm not sure. Uh so your best way to probably see it is to find someone who owns it. I know of three people because I've bought three of the only copies of exi- in existence. Who else owns it? You? Uh, my friend John Okay. has a copy of Ghost Game as well, and then a buddy of mine from work. Okay. Um, yeah, looking All up, from me. <laughs> yeah, looking up Ghost Game on YouTube, uh, <laughs> there's nothing even remotely no. close to Ghost Game. Um, no, this is a Grail bad movie. Yeah, yeah. So, like the Carpenter, which we have yet to see. Ah, uh, someday he builds terror, Dave. I know. He builds terror. You guys, if anybody out there has a line on the Wings Hauser B movie, the Carpenter, because the tagline was "He builds terror," let us know because we are dying, pardon the pun, to see this movie. Yeah, we really are. So, and his name is Wings Hauser. And everybody knows his yep. son because Cole Hauser is like he's been in Days and Confused and like Hearts War and he's kind of around like he's not a, a an A list celebrity but he's one of those guys that you probably know to see. Slash the cave. Slash the cave. Oh my god. He was in the cave 
which was the second bad movie we ever watched on a bad movie night. The first being The Fog. <laughs> nice. A ghost Another movie. excellent segue. <sighs> Did we... Now, you haven't seen the original Fog. I have not, no. So everything we are going to talk about is going to be about the Tom Welling remake of The Fog. Yeah. I just want to preface that in case you're like, oh, The Fog, like, it's not a great movie. Because the John Carpenter's The Fog from 1980, I think, mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Okay. I'll add that Is that on your list? I should see. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to okay. say. Excellent. Also be a good month, especially for our listeners. Keep an eye on TCM. Yeah. They are going oh, to do call. a ton of classic horror movies. Yeah. If you haven't seen any of the Frankensteins, Dracula's, Mummies, Wolfman, all of that sort of stuff is definitely going to be on there. Yeah. So, I want to say that before we even ever saw the movie, we saw the the movie, the, the DVD in the, the video store and kind of went, yep. oh my god, the fog. And like, it got to a point where because we knew it was a horror, anytime it got foggy anywhere, one of us would text, so there was usually Sean, you, me, AJ sometimes, Mark sometimes, but the, the Der- sorry, TJ. Sean, Derek, me, and TJ was another one, but like... You, Derek, and I were kind of the three proponents. The two I would text the most, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anytime, like, you and I, when we were driving on back from that wedding in Kamloops, we, we ended up driving through some, through some fog, and and uh, <laughs> I, I texted Derek, I'm like, Derek, we're driving through fog right now. And it was just <laughs> little things like that. Like, anytime there was fog coming, we'd be like, oh, my God, the fog, and totally spoofed it. In our In our weird office... Yeah, we had put we used gaff tape and put like the scales symbol on the wall. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah. Like the weekend after we watched the fog. Yeah. I think Derek and I were in the office and we put the gaff tape scales on the wall. (laughs) And there was also a hairbrush in there. Yeah. So we like we taped the hairbrush right underneath it and we just waited for you to come in. Yeah, so the movie wasn't great, but we got a lot of chicanery out of it just because it was fun enough. And it was a pretty decent bad movie as far as, like, we weren't expecting cinematic brilliance. We were just expecting a bad movie, and it was a really fun one. Yeah, like a, a weird, naughty, and naughty's meaning the zeros, yeah, the yeah. 2000s, a weird, naughty, like, remake of a great 80s horror movie mm-hmm. good 80s horror movie yeah, great might be pushing it sure. but compared to like poltergeist but yeah. like it's it's a weird ghost story about like how the the sons are playing for the the sins of the fathers essentially mm-hmm. and weird weird rolling through town to a statue remember that when the ghost's like walking before him and he's being like a blown like it's a hundred and twenty kilometer an hour wind yeah. head over heels, and like the ghost is just like walking. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> ghosts. It was it was very weird, and like, I mean, it's not one. It's not a, a ghost game or blood of beast where no, we were gonna buy it for somebody, but it was good enough that I was happy that we watched it. Yeah, it was a great start to the bad movie tradition. Yeah, absolutely. So. So I keep deflecting you away from it, but did you want to mention Field of Dreams? The only reason I want to mention it is because it is October and baseball is into playoffs. And technically, Shoeless Joe and all those 
White Sox? Yeah. Yeah. They're all technically ghosts, right? And so um, it's just some ghosts don't have to be scary all the time. They can just be apparitions. And I love Field of Dreams. It's my favorite baseball movie. It's just it's it's it, it bears mentioning. Um, played by Ray Liotta, he's just a really cool dude. I mean, Ray Liotta's pretty much cool in everything he does. Yeah. And it's just I didn't see Field of Dreams for years, and then I finally saw it and went, "Oh my god, this is what I've been missing." Huh. And so now I watch it and cry every time. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah, but Shoeless Joe, he's he's a pretty good character. So that's that's really all I wanted to talk about. Just make sure that he got the reference that he needed. Okay, sure. Yeah. At, at this point, should we also mention Sam Wheat? Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I like how you really emphasize the... the wheat in wheat. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's an H. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Ghost it's is... It's Ghost. It's, it, the title is Ghost, you guys. Yeah, there's Ghost in it. Right? It's played by Patrick Swayze, God rest his soul. Yep, um, yep. We called them. It was the Swayze Swayze, right? Yeah, that, that's it was. what we nicknamed him. Because at one point, and I don't know if it ever came out, but towards the end of his life, he was working on like a, a rap or like a hip hop or like a, an R and B album or something. He was working on an album of some sort. Yeah, and we had heard about and that, and we're just like, "What? Patrick Swayze's working on a music music? What?" And so we just decided that his his musician name should be the Swayze Swayze. Well, yeah, like Marky Mark, why not? Yeah, exactly. And so, to this day, I call him the Swayze Sways. Um, he he is brutally murdered in the street, and basically, he has unfinished business, and so he stays around as a ghost. It's, yep. it's what happens. Um, Demi Moore is in it. Whoopi Goldberg is the the person that he can talk to. Like she's she's a psychic. She's a medium. Basically. She's a medium, yep. but she's kind of a. Uh, snake oil salesman um, yes and then because when when he shows up to try and talk to her so that she can talk to molly um she is genuinely scared because all of a sudden she's actually hearing this voice right and so that is kind of the the funny take on it anyway so it's 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 been a long time since i've seen that movie but it's very good from what i remember louise guzman's in it i think he plays the guy who ends up killing him um it's, I mean, it's it's a different take on a romantic, sad it's movie. A, so yeah, it's it's essentially a romantic dramedy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I, I wasn't gonna. It's not a rom com by any means because it's no. not a comedy. But it's, I'm trying to think of other examples, but like terms of endearment, maybe. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Just like movies where it's like it's not necessarily. It's it's a it's a romance, but it's not necessarily a uh, uh, fun one. Uh, anyway, right? So yeah, yeah. So he plays Sam Wheat, and uh, yeah, that's that's Sam. Yeah. Well, and he makes pots. He does. Yeah. He's very good with clay. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. <laughs> so that. Oh, uh, so I feel like, like you said, you haven't seen The Grudge. No. So we can't really talk about Kayako and Toshio. No. As much as I would like to, but you need to see The Grudge. And I feel like once you do, we can talk about it. Okay. Um, Although I don't know, like you might see the American one or Juan. I don't know. 
Regardless, they are awesome ghosts. I acknowledge they are awesome ghosts. Okay. They are some of my favorite ghosts. Uh, if anyone wants us to talk about that sort of stuff, we're going to give us, or going to need to give us some time so yeah. we can get Dave caught up on yeah. that. Uh, and tied that kind of together is the ring, ring you. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen the ring. I've seen so the ring and I've read ring Samara. you. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not as familiar with Sadako. No. So we won't dwell on that too much. I guess another topic I'd be totally willing to do is top 10 or like our favorite foreign horror. <laughs> That's going to take me longer to get caught up on than the 40s. Uh, no, it should be easier because they're easier to get a hold of. That's fair. Yeah. As long as you're willing to like maybe rent a couple or yeah. you come up here and borrow a couple. Uh, also, Shudder can help you with that a lot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are there are ways to do that. Yeah. But rather than talking about things that Dave just doesn't know as well, mm-hmm. why don't we end on The Shining? That seems like a good one to end with. I mean, we could talk, like, we can kind of run through. So there's also, there's The Ghost of the Conjuring. There's Beetlejuice. Um, we never got a chance to talk about Beetlejuice, but he's the man. Yeah, the Beetlejuice is awesome. Yeah. Cartoon uh, and Sixth movie. Sense. What's that? Cartoon and movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love that cartoon. I think, I mean, I watched the cartoon sig- more than I watched the, the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Sixth Sense, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's dead people in the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Well, best ghost in that is probably Kira Collins. Uh, not sure. I, 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 would pro- I, I would have to see it again to, to remember who you're talking uh, about. Think vomiting girl under ah, a blanket. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's good. We can touch real briefly on video game ghosts, in particular Boo. Yeah. From King the Mario Boo Brothers. And awesome. And awesome. Boo is awesome for sure. And then, of course, the ghosts in Pac-Man. Pinky, Inky, Binky, and Clyde. You said. Blinky, I think. But yes. Blinky. Oh, instead of Binky. Yeah, that makes sense. Blinky. Yeah. So those ones, I mean, ghosted video games, that could be a whole other conversation, really. Oh, Dave, we could do an entire podcast on Beetlejuice. Right, exactly. Easy. Yeah. So, so we're not, I just wanted to kind of run through. So people are like, well, you didn't talk about this and this. It's like, yeah, we understand that there are more to talk about. We just f- flat out ran out of time. Yeah, we did. But we have five minutes or so, and we need to talk about The Shining. Yep. We because do. we both love The Shining. Yep, we do. And, I mean... And it took Dave a second to remember that they're ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing our prep, and I'm like, well, obviously The Shining. I was like, wait, The Shining? And you're like, of course The Shining. Everybody's a ghost in The Shining. Which yeah. makes sense, but you don't really think... Of, I I don't think about it in that sense, because it could, like, could be in the sense that, like, you know... Jack is going crazy, and that's how he sees Lloyd and all the people in the bar. But at, this, at the same time, um, not Tony, Doc, whatever Danny. his name is, I can't remember off. Danny, oh. Danny sees yeah. the sisters. He sees yeah. the creepy twin sisters. Yep. So if they're not ghosts, who the hell is? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, okay, you could chalk up some of the, like, the pervert ghosts, the mm-hmm. the furry and the guy in the tuxedo. Yeah. Like, you could maybe chuck that up. They're not really a furry, but please, please don't at me about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's an argument I do not want. Uh, but, like, you could be like, okay, he's he's losing his mind. Well, no, because that's Shelley Duvall who sees them. 
Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So then that entirely proves your point. Right? Exactly. And that's the thing. It's yeah. like, okay, well, because that, when I was like, well, Forgot that was maybe her. he's yeah. losing his mind. But because I thought the same thing. I'm like, no, because it's Shelley Duvall running through the hallways and she's right. the one who sees them. Right. Yeah. The, the, so, the yeah, ghost it's, that, it's ghosts. That, what's that? So, yeah, it's ghosts. Yeah. The ghost, the, the creepiest ones, because I mean, like, Lloyd is a ghost and um, the, the butler, the servant who's wiping him off in the bathroom, I can't remember what his name is. Right. Offhand, the British guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're not creepy per se. Like the the fuzzies or whatever you want to call them, and the the guy in the tuxedo. They're not creepy, but there's the, the sisters. The sisters are creepy as hell. Yeah, sisters are creepy. I don't know how, like, whether it was just sound or whether he just got them to be deadpan when they when he told them to say that. But like, my God, he did a great job getting them to be super creepy. But yeah. the other creepy character is. The lady in the bathtub? Yep. Because when he first sees it's like, all right, na- naked, hot lady in the bathtub. And then he gets closer and closer. And then you realize that she is not a hot lady in the bathtub. Right. And it is, like, that movie was on the other night. <clears throat> and it's one of those ones where I could kind of pick up any time and watch it because I've seen it so many times. I know exactly what's happening. But it's right. one of those movies that is, the more I see it, the more I find it's terrifying. Just because... I appreciate it that much more. Yeah. It's it's, super creepy. Yeah. It's not like... And the beauty of it is because it's not jump scares. It's not typical horror things. It's just... It's... It just hits on... Like, it just weighs on you, right? And the... The the futility of it... And the atmosphere, exactly. And everything about that just kind of makes you go, God, this is a creepy movie. And it just gets creepier and creepier and better and better. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, can you talk about anything else as far as... I mean, again, we we spent an entire episode once talking about The Shining. We could easily do it again if we wanted to. Yeah, and any... Is there anything else that I could say about Ghosts or The Shining? Definitely. Yeah. Do you need to get going? Yes. So we'll call it there, I guess. Yeah, and has this podcast run an hour and 15 minutes and will be our shortest podcast in recent memory yes yeah but this is our our target time which is we're not very good at that <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're just rambling mofos yeah well and i did skip past the ring and the grudge which is bothering me a bit but so move on before i start talking about it all right Do well it. i guess that's it there i've started the end we can't go back now you <sighs> mr and miss internet are the lifeblood of our podcast and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat do you want to talk to us on twitter i can be found at david ron that's ron with two n's sean is at sean cord that's sean with a u and we are at guys from podcast you can email us at the guys from pod sorry i screw it up a lot you can email us at guys from podcast at gmail.com facebook us at the guys from or you can find some way to communicate with the dead, and in doing so, get them to ask a, ask us a question by, like, writing it on a wall in ectoplasm. It'll be super spooky, and I won't love seeing it on the wall, but, man, you will get your point across. And I'm sure, because we'd be too scared to not, we would then have to answer your question. Yeah, I'd answer that question. Right? Absolutely. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there is to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Or, if you want to, why not just share it? There's links everywhere. Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, 
Instagram, you name it, we are linking there. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? I mean, it's not really ghost-related, but it's kind of ghost-related because it's the song most synonymous with the movie Ghost. So you should check out The Righteous Brothers' Unchained Melody because it's great. And while you're at it, why not listen to You've Lost That Love and Feeling and think about Top Gun. And you know what? Just just listen to a lot of the Righteous Brothers stuff. It's it, It'll do you good. So, the Righteous Brothers. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting the number one Righteous Brothers fan cast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day. Righteous Brothers on Thursday. Movies. The Simpsons. Gaming. You name it, we probably write about it. And where can I find that again? Did, did I lose you, Dave? Sorry, Were I kind of spaced so out for a second. Were you just so awash in the Righteous Brothers that I was you, just, just, you couldn't? Yeah, yeah. I've lost that love and feeling too, Sean, so. Well, maybe you can find it again at www.theguysfrom.com. I sure hope so. For more horror goodness, check out at Zillasuit. That's at Z-I-L-L-A-S-U-I-T on Instagram, where I'm break, doing a little bit of breaking news, like dates and talking about horror history and that sort of stuff, as a part of The Guys From. And as Dave's never seen Poltergeist, you should see Poltergeist. If you haven't seen the original Poltergeist before and you like horror movies, you really should. And if you have seen it before, when was the last time you watched Poltergeist? It's so good. Don't just remember Craig T. Nelson from Coach. Poltergeist. All right. Special thanks to the Sweets for our spookily fantastic opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Off to Osaka. This has been episode 189 of the Guys From Podcast. It's so spooky. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you by Tobin's Spirit Guide. Tobin's Spirit Guide. For when you see something while you're driving and you're like, hey, is that an Oriole or a level three phantasm? Sure. This is probably a, a fairly good list. Yeah, it's pretty comprehensive. Kind of runs I, the I gamut. Well, it it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, but I don't want to sit here and be like, so, Dave, there's this there's this Japanese ghost movie that I saw that yeah. you'd really like. Oh, uh, and then and then Dave, there's there's this other Japanese ghost movie that I saw that you really like. <laughs> uh, and then there's a Korean movie that's got ghosts in it that I totally. I'm sure that I probably seen. like. Uh, and then, and then, 
uh, there's this, there's this Swedish ghost movie. Um, is it like, do foreigners just make the best ghost movies? There are a lot of great foreign ghost films. Yeah. Uh, Spain, it makes amazing ghost stories. Huh. Japan, amazing. Korea, great. Yeah. Good to know. Better than the U.S. For the, in a, for the most part. That, as far as ghost movies go, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Just the U.S. kind of, I don't know, they've, they've never been able to get horror just right, you know? What's your favorite horror movie? I, I know. I'm just saying, like, from a... From, <laughs> Shut up. 